Congressman Rodney Davis from Taylorville. Congressman Davis, good morning to you. And first of all, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, all the protests going on in central Illinois and throughout the nation. Including in Taylorville. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, you know, the one in Taylorville is a very peaceful protest. Uh, it did what protests should do. It sent a message that uh, everybody uh, was going to, to peacefully show why they were there. Uh, but, you know, as we've seen, uh, the unfortunate incident of George Floyd, Chris and Greg, is something that should never happen to anyone. Uh, the, the cop, no cop, no law enforcement officer is trained to do what happened to George Floyd. And I'm glad they're going to be held accountable. But you can't use that unfortunate death of somebody who, who needs to be remembered for a legacy of unfortunate, uh, of unfortunate uh, actions from law enforcement. There's no excuse to hijack a peaceful protest movement and loot and riot, and they need to be held accountable. Congressman, um, what needs to happen here? What's what's the issue uh, here? Is it um, uh, systemic racism uh, in in policing that we see? Is it uh, a lack of opportunity that leads to uh, poor outcomes in areas? Uh, what's what's going on here? Uh, and uh, how do we address the problems of uh, social inequity when it comes to uh, race and uh, in America? Well, I think, number one, we have to recognize that there, there is a problem. There's a problem where uh, young black men, uh, they, don't feel as, uh, they don't feel as closely associated with law enforcement. And I've seen this when I've gone to different schools and more of the urban areas in my district. I'll get asked, you know, why, why does law enforcement not like us? And I say, and I turn around and I ask those students, do you know your police chief? Do you know your local elected official who's in charge of your local police? Do you know your sheriff? And if not, I hope your teacher invites them all in because there needs to be a personal relationship. That, that, that relationship needs to be built. This movement to defund the police is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my entire political career. Law enforcement cannot be painted with a broad brush of corruption and racism, just like, just like the peaceful protesters can't be painted with a broad brush that they're looters and rioters. Congressman Rodney Davis is with us at News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. And yeah, Congressman Davis, it seems to be a realization that people are asking for defunding of the police or at least a, a different structure. I mean, Minneapolis has already got the votes to do it, you know, on their council. What would something like that look like and how difficult would it be to federal fund some public safety unit or whatever they're, they're turning the police into? Well, keep in mind, uh, you're going to hear a lot of talk about Camden, New Jersey, doing something like this. Well, Camden, New Jersey did it to get out of their current union and to get out of their current high-cost bargaining contracts. So they did it to basically de-unionize their, their police force. They created a county-wide force and then re-unionized later. Uh, that's a cost-cutting measure. That's not a measure to change the way the police were operating because they hired most of them back. Uh, but what we have to do is watch out for cities like Minneapolis. Because in the end, again, bad cops need to be held accountable. But the overwhelming amount of people in law enforcement, including the two officers who saved my life a couple of years ago on a baseball field, they're not just good people. Those two are my heroes. And the three Alexandria officers, too. Congressman, um there's a word that a package is coming together uh, to, you know, uh, address some of these issues. Uh, have you seen this from your uh, Democratic colleagues? Uh, and uh, what do you think needs to happen on a federal level to allow for more accountability for police or maybe uh, banning certain uh, 
uh, police tactics like choke holds or knees on necks or whatever uh, there may be out there that's causing some of these problems? Any, I don't know any training program at any level of law enforcement that says it's okay to put your knee on somebody's neck for almost nine minutes. There's not. I don't think there's a training law enforcement training center anywhere in the country that says that's okay. So you can't change something that's not there. Uh, but the package that they're talking about in Washington, I'm really disappointed from hearing from Kevin McCarthy, our Republican leader, that he has yet to get a single phone call from the Democrats in charge of the House to ask what input he wants to put in, what input we want to put in place. So what I envision is they're going to come out with a package that's going to have a lot of good things in it that I think we could all agree on. Uh, but they're probably going to put some things in there like uh, that would that would make us disagree with them because we may have a fundamental disagreement in, in what law enforcement should look like and what law enforcement is doing well. So hopefully they'll allow amendments and we can make a package bipartisan and we can get it passed. But we also ought to take a look at what we're doing here in Illinois, Greg and Chris, because as soon as I saw this happen, I picked up the phone and called a gentleman I know, former Democrat sheriff from Macon County, Tom Schneider. He runs the Macon County Law Enforcement Training Center, where they bring local law enforcement, uh, new recruits, every level of law enforcement except the state police, they bring them into Decatur and train them at a center that, that uh, a good friend of law enforcement, Howard Buffett, helped to, helped to start and helped to build. And they put an extra, the Law Enforcement Training Standards Board here in Illinois put two extra weeks of training in place to make sure that we had education on racial disparities education on de-escalation techniques. So we're doing it already here in Illinois. And I think that needs to be nationwide. Congressman, um, there's a lot of other stuff going on, uh, of course, in, in Congress. Uh, but right here in Illinois, we're still in phase three of the governor's plan to reopen uh, central Illinois region. I think I saw Representative Butler share is 1.7% positivity rate. I think in uh, uh, the central Illinois region, there's been 107 deaths associated to COVID um, in this whole pandemic. Uh, is it time to open up uh, looking at, you know, the the economic numbers that were released uh, late last week with the national unemployment rates going down and adding two million jobs? It doesn't seem like any of those jobs are coming from Illinois. Uh, Is it time for Illinois to to open things back up? Yeah, I think it is. And and really, uh, you know, what what is very frustrating is you had many people in, in elected offices lecturing all of us that if we were going to want to move Illinois into even phase three, for, for, for heaven's sake, um, that we were, we were risking lives. And then the same people joining large outdoor protests without the proper safety protocols, it's okay. Now, either we're going to see a spike because of these large gatherings that we see in COVID, or we're going to continue to see the rate go down. And if that rate continues to go down, there is absolutely no reason that Illinois shouldn't be planning to open up our schools, open up our colleges and universities, open up large gathering events, and getting back to some sense of normalcy in the economy that we just had a few months ago that was booming with 3.5% unemployment. Congressman Rodney Davis is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Congressman, along that line, the Democrats in the House are asking for another stimulus package that would extend the July 31st $600 bonus on unemployment past then. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Well, I was told initially that that $600 uh, unemployment bonus was a drafting error in the Senate. 
And then when it was tried to be corrected by a few Republican senators, every Democrat on the Senate floor voted against it. And if the drafting error becomes a rallying cry to keep people from going and getting, getting back to work and helping our economy grow again, I don't think that's incentive. Um, but we need to have, we need to make sure that we have the unemployment system that we gave permission from the federal government for the state to implement to help those who have been self-employed. They had to wait months to get their unemployment benefits. We gave them months before that, that we said the federal level said you can access. And the state of Illinois needs to do a better job of making sure that government, state government, is working to get the federal benefits that we put forth out. The other part of that, too, Congressman, is the fact that many Illinoisans could not get through on those websites that, that, that were set up, you know, and obviously with the crushing amount of people. But uh, are, are you satisfied with the response from the Pritzker administration to alleviating that problem? It's getting better every day, but it shouldn't have taken that long in the first place, to be honest with you, Chris. Um, you know, and I've commended the governor when he's listened to our suggestions, and I've criticized uh, when we have other suggestions in. And I don't feel these listening. I don't think they took it as serious in the beginning that it was going to be a problem. Because remember, unemployment is approved at the federal level. The guidelines are approved, but they're, they're administered at the state level. And we had states like New York, New York, Louisiana, West Virginia, and many others that all, were already getting unemployment to our self-employed, our, our hairstylists, um, you know, the folks that were running small businesses that had to shut down, our bakeries and things of that sort. And they weren't able to get that money until much later than some other states who, frankly, were hit even harder than Illinois. Congressman, listen, thanks for your time, Greg. You you didn't have anything else, sir? No, I mean, I don't want to keep him. He's a busy guy. So I greatly appreciate you taking the time you've got Really, thanks a lot, Congressman. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take care.